You call that radio. Makes coherent sense. Doogie St. Cool of Mickey Nine's fame and lesser Killer Whale fame. Yeah, lesser. <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> Not bad, man. Good, good. So we are, um, we're, I don't know if you've been made aware that there's a bit of a, a thing going on. There's a, a bit of a panic going on about the coronavirus and I just thought, it would be good to get an expert on the show. So thanks for doing this, Dr. Dougie. No problem. I have a degree in immunology and virology. From the, the, the Trump from the Trump University. Trump University, and I got two free stakes with it as well. Good stuff, man. Um, so I we just got there's some absolute um some mad theories kicking about. So I just thought it'd be quite good to run a few of them by you. And see what you think the likelihood of any of these are of are, are of happening. So I just asked the listeners. So all that you call that radio listeners on Facebook and on Twitter, and I got sent a lot of interesting stuff. So one is Bill Gates. Do you think Bill Gates is doing it? Um. Well, would it be in his interest? Well, I think, I think that yeah, I think we make money from the vaccine. Yeah, because he makes vaccines for yellow fever. Yeah, but then again, and well, the computer keyboard spread it. So you know, maybe that's deliberate. Maybe he deliberately designed the computer keyboards to be hyper infectious with coronavirus. Well, interestingly, my keyboard stopped working today just as I started investigating it. Could that be a conspiracy theory? Yeah. Maybe it's like a computer virus that just got out of hand, became a real virus. Well, I, I mean, I do, people do seem saying it's like a, you know, you think about virus checkers or antivirus software. And I mean, that's what we need. We need we need McAfee or someone to save the day and install us with an antivirus software. And that's it. I just discovered it, man. That's what they're going to do. They're going to download microchips into our brains and say it's an antivirus software, but it's actually just brain controlling technology. Do you know, if that happens, you know, that they've been saying that since I remember the, the Zeit, back in the Zeitgeist days, they said that that was going to happen. So I, think that, I think that actually will happen in a very serious sense. It's got to happen eventually, isn't it? I think there's that kind of, what, what do you call it, bionic? When uh, technology and biology kind of become one, that's like the new thing. Is that the singularity? Is the singularity is when AI can teach itself and therefore doesn't need humans to program it anymore and then it can become exponentially quicker, uh, smarter. I think that's what singularity is when it comes to us. Well, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's only a matter of time before we, I mean, we, we practically are walking around with mobile phones just now in a way that they're, they're part of us now. So it's only a matter of time before people get fed up losing their phones and just say, right, I want my phone implanted in my head so that I don't lose my phone anymore. People would sign up for that, man. And you'd be able to see all your your calls going. But what that it freaks me out. I mean, I know there's been a lot of there's a lot of people that like gadgets. They would, they would sign up for that. They would be like, right, get give me a phone inside my brain. But I just hate the idea of I don't know, you're you wouldn't be able to sleep in 
without your, your brain ringing. Someone would phone you and wake you up. It's a fucking horrifically dystopian idea. But I can, I can genuinely see it happening. Because I think if people looked at now from the 50s, I mean, in many ways, we've got a higher quality of life in certain aspects, but if they could see like our addiction to screens and phones and social media and things like that, if they could see the way Twitter is used, they would probably think that was really dystopian. So imagine looking again for another 50 years in the future, what people just think is normal would be as maybe horrific. And I'm sure that all your, your big companies like McDonald's and Coca-Cola, they would love the idea of being able to just literally drop a thought into your head. Like, hmm, I would like a Big Mac now. And just drop that shit right in your head. It's weird though, I think about it, because then why would you even need to, you could completely control people to do anything. Why would you need to sell them Coca-Cola? You could just push them to source and get them to like, I don't know, build intergalactic... Well, it seems, it seems to be that it's, um, it, it's just it's, it's all built on marketing in some form. You're right. I mean, the whole um, the whole internet essentially is based on that, isn't it? All the algorithms are just to try and sell you shit. So, weirdly, you think about it, they don't even really need direct access to your brain to be able to trigger you into like buying stuff anyway. So, but then I suppose it's just the next logical step. I mean, they just show you like a an advert in the corner of your eye of like a Coca Cola looks look, dripping with water, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm kind of thirsty." Yeah, I suddenly got thirsty all of a sudden. Feel thirsty suddenly, you know. Other other colas are available, by the way. This is not an advert for Coca Cola. And we're getting we're getting off we're going off a tangent here because let's go back to the coronavirus. Yes, let's go back to that. So the population control. Hmm. Indeed. Is it to thin out the population? Now, the thing that I don't normally like about population control thing like chemtrails and stuff theories is that you would that would mean that people on the know, on the inside, on the elite, they would need to have the the cure. Or they would need to avoid stuff. Violence. Yeah, well they say that 5G, right? So 5G is springing up around the world and a lot of people are saying that it's 5G that's causing the virus. It's 5G flu. This is what it's getting called. Okay. And you would need to, if you were one of the elite, because I'm assuming it's the Illuminati that's doing it. It so, usually is there, man. So would the Illuminati, do they take anti-5G tablets every day in case they happen to walk into a 5G ray? Exactly. Uh, so I'm... Do they give it to the? Do they um, have enough tablets for their their friends and their family? Because obviously they need people. You know they need people to to drink cocktails with. Yeah, and but create with. Yeah, I think that's the flaw in it. So you'd have to have a. You want to have something that's going to kill people, but just not you. Or anyone you like. <laughs> Because you also need, you also need to be entertained. So you, you need butlers, you need entertainment. So you don't want any of those people to die yet either. Until the robots get better at making tunes. That's true. Yeah, you're going to need some music. I actually don't. I don't think it is the 
I don't think it's really in the interests of like elite Illuminati billionaires to kill everybody. But I think that certain draconian states could have a motivation to reduce the population. It would suit a state, whereas it might not suit small groups of individuals. Depending so, like, are you, do you mean like maybe specific age groups? Like, so yeah, the pop if the population. If they think about the population as a problem, I mean, actually, let's just address one thing. If if there is some sort of conspiracy to reduce population, it's the most failure that failed attempt at anything ever because the population has increased by like a billion people in the last ten years, and it's continuing to skyrocket. So, well, you don't know how bad it would have been had it not been. Well, how many babies are people going to have? But, yeah. It could have been. It could have been maybe another five billion. We'll never know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Because what if there was these secret draconian Illuminati stuff going on in the background that we didn't notice that actually stopped five billion babies being born or killed a few million? Well, see, when it, when it comes to like conspiracy theories, like I love conspiracy theories, but mostly because I think they're fun. Some of them, obviously, you're thinking, oh, there's something in that. There's something totally fishy there. Some of them are true, like MK Ultra. The CIA mind control experiments. Um, some of them seem like they must have something going on, like the JFK assassination. Some of them are just daft and fun, uh, like maybe Flat Earth or whatever. But you know, I find that conspiracy is quite fun. I think some of them can be quite dangerous. Some of them can be quite racist um, and just quite evil. Some of them. I mean, like a lot of the early Nazi stuff was based on conspiracy theories. Um, but they're. For me, for a conspiracy to, to work, it's if, as soon as you go to that kind of it's the Illuminati, then it sort of it fails. So you, the motivation for something crazy to happen it has to be sort of sustainable and us, but not being like some sort of world leading group or some sort of alien overlords. Yeah, maybe I mean some people do think that's real and well, that's fine, but I don't believe in that. Um, so, for example, if it's like the nine eleven is an inside job. One like that one is too. It's there is so much interesting fishy evidence, um, some of it which I think can be explained, some of it is difficult to explain. Like you know the, the fall of the third tower, you can. There's some ways of looking at that that yeah, it's sort of explainable by physics. Some people disagree with that, but there's things like you know one of the one of the terrorists' passports was just who flew the plane was just it fell out the plane and landed in the middle of New York and was just found. By the CIA, like, that's just mental. So there's all these sort of fishy things. But the point is, okay, could they have actually had a motive to do that? Like to just attack their own people, where they say that they had these motives. But then, how could they get away with it? Like, how could so many people know about it and nobody like blow the whistle? All these people that work for air traffic control, all the people that work for the military, blah blah blah. So I think it, it always needs to be the people who instigate something. They, it has to be believable that they could have actually done that. Well, I think that's the problem with a lot of the theories that I've been reading about uh, this week uh, with regards to the coronavirus is that they seem to be a bit all over the place and there doesn't seem to be a motive as such. It's just a bunch of things that, you know, for example, 5G comes from China, therefore, and the virus seems to have originated from China, therefore, 5G is the virus. I think like that's a, that's a classic element of conspiracy theories is like, 
coincidence or commonality equals kind of causation. Do you know what I mean? So like um, the these things seem to, these things are linked. They seem sorry seem to be linked. Therefore, they are linked, or they could be linked. Therefore, they are linked. Because um, like consp- conspiracy theories often just dismiss the idea that a coincidence is possible. Um, but I think that's I mean coincidence for me coincidence the coincidences do happen. But, and also for it not for that for that for this one to work. But I just I think conspiracies also do happen, but it's sort of like you know to pr- to prove like something that's quite extraordinary like that also requires extraordinary proof. So just a sort of correlation or sort of circumstantial evidence is that enough you need? If we turn five G off, everything would be fine. But if you speak to any doctors or anyone who works in nurses or anything like that or scientists. They'll say, well, that's just not, that's not. So, that kind of mistrust of experts, I think, is a big mistake. I think, like, it's not like people who, people who become experts in things, like a, a, a virologist or something, it's not like there's just three virologists and they're all in on it. There's, there's like, tens of thousands of people who have who've studied this stuff for decades and they all peer review each other. They all criticize each other. Like a very high standard, very intelligent people. It's not like they're all just kind of in on it, you know. Like it's just I, I find all that st- that element of conspiracy is I find quite silly. Like you know, that kind of part of like the flat earth is like that. It's just like all physicists are just in on it. All pilots, all sailors, you know. It's just it's just daft. And the problem with the flat earth one, there's much. I've tried to get into because I, I like a, I like a theory myself, and um. The problem with flat Earth is that I really have yet to find the reason that they would cover it up. Is it not some sort of anti-Christian thing or something like that? Like, I think yes, of- no, no, do you know what? You, you, yeah, I think you do have a point to that. It, it does seem to come back to that if certain people are pressed, but it seems to have been started by uh, sort of Christian groups. However, the majority of the people that that are into the theory, they don't go that far into the Christians. They're, they're not they're usually not Christians at all. Yeah, they're not. They're not. I, the people I, that I've, I've came up with flat Earth, they're not religious in any way. But they just, I mean, they just come down to the fact that you don't believe everything NASA tells you. And yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not just NASA. I mean, I, I get. I get the suspicion of NASA, but I mean, because obviously they were involved in lots of Cold War shit and blah blah blah. But it's NASA are not the only people who are scientists on Earth. I actually think that a lot of people with flat Earth, it's, it's a troll. It's like a troll conspiracy. It's not actually yeah. serious. There are serious people too, but I think I think, I think it did start as a religious thing, and then lots of people just found that hilarious, and they kept it going. Yeah. And then, as a result, there's just so many people made so many. I mean, some some clever videos. You know, they just put some sad music on and, and bombard you with fact, fact, fact. And then just throw in a complete lie. I mean, if there's anybody listening who's like into fire, I don't think that you're actually stupid because the the essence, of like the, the the clever explanations are they're all really smart and interesting. And that's it's not like stupid to sort of think, oh, there's there's something in this. But I think it's a big mistake to think. And also, like, I'm privileged to know this, and everybody else who's an expert who spent their whole life studying, like. Everything, astrophysics, geology, everything, you know, like physics, any form of physics, uh, they are just, they're just lying. You know, and that's just, that's just insane to think that. And also, I, w- I think 
just to kind of sort of back up your point there as well that there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with daring to dream or or daring to open your mind to alternative uh, realities or other it's things that could be out there because the majority of science that we take for granted today we wouldn't have believed it would have looked like witchcraft a hundred years ago. Exactly. So, when they thought the earth was flat, somebody was like, no, it's round, and everybody thought he was mental, and then he managed to prove it. Them. Burn that guy! So, I mean, that's the thing, it's like, because that's why I quite like the idea of the flat earth one, it's like, well, I'm in, so tell me why, tell me why, and um, nobody really gave me a reason. So, well, let's, so you're obviously not into that one, Let, let's find a theory, there's lots of fun theories out here, so let's hopefully get one that you, you can go with. Vir the virus mutated as a consequence of harp experiments. Harp? Yeah, that's the that's the, the weather changing thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> the viruses and weather are not connected, so that doesn't make sense. You're not into that one? All right, okay. Yeah. Um, what about the Wuhan Infectious Diseases Lab is only a block or so from the wet market where the, the virus originated? The wet market? Yeah. What's the wet market? That's where the that's where the virus originated. That's the actual market. So I thought it was like a code for something. No, the wet well, the, the wet market. I think that's because they, they had live animals in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's, I'm assuming. I think that's the phrase. That's where it comes from. Yeah. So that's well. That's what I mean. Virologists say that it originated with bats and probably from some sort of wild animal market. Um, a lot of uh, respiratory illnesses, like I think SARS as well, came from bats um, in China. Or maybe not China, but somewhere in East somewhere. Um, it's apparently 96% similar to this bat virus that they found. But there's, there's some really interesting shit around that, which is very conspiracy theory interesting. Because there's an article in Nature. Well, Nature is, one of, is pretty much the leading scientific publication in the world, all peer-reviewed stuff. It's not like a conspiracy site, you know. And there's an article in 2015... Engineered bat virus stirs debate over risky research in Wuhan, you know, and it's like taking this bat virus and then, it be, and then um, you know, engineering it. And then some sort of, I think it kind of, there was a few bad things happened with it, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's five years ago, you know, like that's getting reported on. And there's actually a coronavirus they're talking about there. Also in Wuhan, um, which obviously where the virus originated, they have a world leading institute of virology. And it's China's only level four biosafety lab. Level four, but it means the highest security level for bios, biosecurity. So there's only one of them in China, and that's in Wuhan. So that's where they're going to so, create. Yeah, but, but just to clarify that um, the the person that's, that's messaged into us that said that, I, I, I don't think it is a block away. I think I looked into that one, and it was a half hour drive away, but it was still in Wuhan. So that's nothing. No, if in, in, in levels of China. Yeah, China's yeah. a big place. It's, it's bigger than Fife. You can't even imagine how big it is. Like there's sections in China that, ha that you've never heard of and you'll, you'll never. And they have like five million people. You know what I mean? It's insanely massive. Quite, that is quite weird. So they would not be connected in any, in any way at all. Well, I mean, again, that's, that's a coincidence thing. So like most... Uh, experts are saying, well, this is just a, that's just a coincidence, you know. But that's the one that seems to me the most suspicious because 
that's a very weird coincidence. You know what I mean? Like that's suspicious. Well, from the same, from the same, I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to name people that are that are sending in because this was this was in the private group, so I don't want to. Um, but the she also says multiple Chinese scientists have been removed from North America because of spying and sending home virus samples. One in a sock. Some top guy at Harvard is also a Chinese spy and has been removed from his position. I mean, if that's true, I reckon that's common. And I, I don't think that's necessarily linked, but it could be linked. But, I mean, there's there's Chinese spies in America. There's American spies in China. There's people who are spying each other. The super state's going to do that. So the fact that they get caught every now and then doing dodgy shit, it's not necessarily that suspicious in, in terms of, like, being connected to some global... Surprised they get sent home. They'll let them send them home, I know. It yeah, might, uh, might have been a trade-off or something, you know. Yeah, I don't think they'll all get to go home. It's like, naughty boy. It's uh, yeah. So, the, so, I've got some more here. Is, uh, Wee D says, buying lots of toilet roll is only going to anger the virus. <laughs> I think it's a very silly thing to do because there isn't any shortage of that for the start. But if you if people people panic by it, then there will be a shortage in the supply lines, in the stock uh, stock pile. There's plenty of it. But obviously, if people constantly like you know, panic by it, then it's getting it back into the shops, which can cause a shortage. And right. of, all, of all the things like, to, to sort of stock up on, it's like the one thing that you actually really can can get from nature. <laughs> you know, you could just, if you really fucking need it, apocalypse time, you could use a leaf or some moss. I recommend sphagnum moss. Which is very common in Scotland and has antiseptic properties, so it helps clean your ass very nicely. It's also wet. So yeah, I think, I think all that's happened is is somebody has somebody that's maybe owned a a, a shop or a restaurant has just been buying. He's he's just he's just been splashing out in his toilet roll for the year or whatever. He's bought in bulk, and someone's seen loads of people going to a guy going to hundreds of toilet roll, and then like sheep have all just sort of copied that. I know it's at the stage now where nobody in Scotland wants to even buy toilet roll because they don't want to be associated with panic buyers. <laughs> every, everywhere I've been in Scotland so far seems to be doing fine for the, uh, the toilet rolls. I've been hearing different reports today, though. A few folk have said that some of the supermarkets are getting a bit empty. But but I think like, it kind of gives me confidence of surviving an apocalypse because it means that everybody's doing the wrong thing. Like, if, if I if it's a proper, I've got, I've got my apocalypse plan. Right? I've got my plan. My plan B. That's if it really shit really hits the plan. My plan A though to try and survive would be just to stock up on alcohol. So when everybody's part panic but buying, you know, like rice and toilet paper, I would just buy all the booze I could find, and then when fucking push comes to shove, I'm the guy with the fucking booze. So I I would have this insanely valuable thing. Like yeah, so either you'd be the you turn you'd either be the, like the new dialer baby guy, which is always popular. <laughs> you could be the you could be the barman, which is very popular, or you could also be a, a probably the, the biggest target in Glasgow. Because stocked in secret places and all that. I mean, I'm not going to keep it on my flat, obviously. Not stupid. I, I I think it's still pretty dangerous. It's a dangerous way, but it's also a good idea. But I've got that's, if, it, if it gets bad, it's got a plan B. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> we should have the, we should have whiskey. So. Uh, Divine says Boris Nobona virus, which is a conspiracy to stop Divine going to Glastonbury. <laughs> I think it could be a conspiracy of Scotland going to the Euro 2020. 
Yeah, well, there's people saying that um, Rangers started it to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row. Well, on that note, right, I don't know if who wins the league if it gets cancelled, but I just thought it'd be really funny if Celtic if Rangers beat Bayer Leverkusen for the Europa League and then they, they hammer Celtic in the whole farm on Sunday. Then the Europa League gets cancelled and the SPL, so Celtic win the league. After get, would it count? If there was a <laughs> would count, that's the problem, I don't know. It would, would they go back to... It would, well, do you know what? That could be a really controversial thing because the SPL could just do it to stop Celtic getting 10 in a row because they would say, no, it still counts as eight in a row. It's nine in a row, technically. But all the Rangers fans would be happy with that because they would go, no, no, you didn't get nine in a row. You got mm-hmm. eight and then, and then it, it was in the middle. Yeah, eight and a half in a row. Then it was just one of those ongoing arguments forever. Like, is it is it is Rangers Rangers or the the old club or the new club? Yeah, cool. yeah here's another one. <laughs> um, from Mara says, my mother says she was reading an article. They said the government put coronavirus in the flu vaccine to kill old people and save money from pensions. Now, I think okay, the government. What kind of government would do that? Our, our government's obviously pretty dodgy. Um, I think. That would be a reasonable motive. Like, aging population um, is a seriously massive problem for Europe and for China. Um, we, like, and I, actually, ironically, the worst hit country in the world for a population which is aging very, like, there's way more old people than young people, is Italy. And also, that's where it's hit really badly. When, like, Basically, we're able to keep people alive longer because medicine is better and um, far less people are being born. So we're having this kind of massive demographic problem and it's not quite hit yet because the baby boomers are, you know, the okay boomers, they're still kind of basically working because most of them are about in their 60s. But in 10 years, they'll be in their 70s and you're just going to have this massive population um, bulge at the top end, if you know what I mean, like like so many people will be on their pension and you're going to have to pay for that with taxes and obviously with the, maybe if they have their own pensions. And uh, Britain's just kind of sort of kicked out loads of, loads of nurses and, and care workers about right? a hostile environment. And also immigrants who tend to be young. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the points, points of immigration in some sense is like that young people come to the country. And they work, and then that helps uh, offset the fact that you know the, the there's there's not enough young people basically, um, and also like if you're old, um, and not just pensions are a problem, you're probably going to be unwell. You're probably going to have like lots of different problems, and th- they're very expensive for the NHS and for for everybody. So, um, that would be a reasonable like evil as hell motive, but it would be a reasonable motive to. You know, want to kill off if you're a really evil. So, uh, the, the thing it, it, it's, it's fairly believable. At least there's a motive to this one, and it, you can kind of follow that. Just ruin my thought. But the problem with that one is it'd be quite easy to prove because surely that means if you've had the flu vaccine this year, you're going to get the virus, and there's going to be the, the numbers will be able to be quantified in some way. Yeah, but the other thing I think is a problem with that is like, why would our government care about that? Like, why would they actually, that, in a weird way, that's a very utilitarian decision. Like, that, the idea would be, we will sacrifice the olds or generation for the good of everybody else. But 
they don't care about everybody else either. So why would they actually risk doing something that has no benefit to the, the elite? The elite won't get affected by the aging population problem because they don't pay taxes and uh, have private health care and all that anyway. So I don't understand yeah. why like, an elite government would actually even want to, to do something like that. Whereas I can actually see why a Chinese government would because they are more that utilitarian ethic of, of a collectivized society or sort of, you know, used to be communist society would value this idea of doing something for the greater goods. Like think of all the genocides and atrocities that were committed under the communists and, and the search for the greater good. You know, like Mao thought it was okay to kill several million people for the greater goods. So why would, why would China, maybe China would still have that mentality, the people that run China? to think, well, we can just kill off our aging population. And, you know, they had the one-child policy, um, and that didn't work really that well. Now they've, they went back in that. So why not do the reverse, like kill off every other um, pensioner? Another problem with their pensioners would be that they remember Chairman Mao. Anybody over 60 in China would probably have a memory of him, of his of his uh, atrocities, or maybe, maybe a bit older. So they would, if they want to rewrite history, which is a typical... You know, authority and state, authoritarian state thing to do. It would be easier if you just get rid of people that actually remember, like you know, starving in the fields and slave labor and all the shit that happened under Mao. If China was to do that, Britain would just be like they would. They, they wouldn't know. It would be like a, a global conspiracy. I don't think it would be in the interests of the Western elites to do that. I just don't think they would care. Yeah, it's just like I, I don't think like they're. They're sort of genocidal. They just don't. They just literally don't care. So th- th- there's no reason to like do anything as long as it, as long as they are, as long as they're safe. But what they do is just keep themselves safe. And maybe yeah. make a fight against each other. You know, turn like try and pe- make people become more like racist or whatever. So the so the poor people fight amongst each other, but don't fight against the elites. Whereas in China, I can see they would be more interested in a sort of totalitarian, utilitarian me- measures. Like utilitarian, like is in that, you know, we can sacrifice, you know, 10, 10 million or 50 million old people for the greater good of a billion younger people. I've got one from Twonko here who's saying, apparently if you drink your own pish, it can't touch you. <laughs> That's true. And there's, there's been a lot of this. There's, there's um, been a lot of people saying that vitamin C saves it. Um, there's been chat of cocaine. The Metro actually had to write a story saying that cocaine does not kill the virus. I think some people just have any excuse to take cocaine. Yeah, well, I think I think it started off as a, a joke meme, but it passed around so much that they, they, they had to go in the newspapers and say, no, that's not a real thing. But I think if, if you don't like your cocaine, you're just going to say... Oh, the, the government would say that. No, the, the Metro would say that. It's owned by the Daily Mail. Yeah, yeah. So they're saying don't take Coke, so that means you should take Coke. <laughs> exactly. Not that anyone in Scotland needs another excuse to take Coke, but... I mean, the two things I've heard, I think vitamin C probably would help a bit. It does help things, but who knows. But um, one thing that is definitely bad, and this is seems to be coming through, is if you smoke or you're a smoker. It, yeah definitely really raises your chances of dying. Yeah, I've heard them saying that constantly. Even if you're young. So, like, if you're going to quit smoking, I would quit right now. Well, do you know what? I have quit smoking. So, I'm a a former smoker. 
Yeah. So, uh, and everyone, just quit smoking, just get yourself some ice poles, start biting your nails, get a hobby, you'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> and <your nails> <laughs> is another one. People said hot baths, but apparently that doesn't do anything. Also, drinking water apparently doesn't do anything. And well, stay hydrated if you've got the flu. Well, I mean, yeah. what, I, suppose, what, I think water and vitamin C is it's not a case of water. You should be having water and vitamin C all the time anyway. Exactly. Yeah, you it's not going to actually kill the virus. Also, um, holding your breath doesn't. People are diagnosing themselves by holding their breath for ten seconds. If you can hold your breath for ten seconds, you don't have the virus, and if you can't hold your breath for ten seconds, you do, and that is not an accurate way to to uh, diagnose yourself. Oh, some people are better holding their breath than others, so that's not going to work. Especially if you're a proper smoker and maybe a bit overweight, uh, ten seconds might not be that easy for you to do. It doesn't mean that you've got the virus; it just means maybe. Or if you're a swimmer and you've got amazing uh, lungs, you know you still could have it. Well, or just young when I mean, I mean, when I was younger and I used to go swimming, I had, I could do impressive. Under, underwater stuff you know what I mean we, we, we're really fresh lungs but that doesn't mean that I didn't have coronavirus <laughs> and now Adam says it's been designed to stop the protests in China stay indoors your government has everything in control be happy your neighbourhood is under quarantine shut up buy bread and tissues anyone seen without their face mask on during work hours will be shot curfew is immediate in effect after work be happy or maybe no yeah, no, I get, I get where that's coming from. I think like that could be the the motive after the fact. So, like, if it's like they see the corona, let's say this it did spread naturally, and then China sees how can we capitalize on this, especially with the Hong Kong problem. I think that is a genuine. That's not even a conspiracy theory. Like, that's just actually happening. Like they're using it as a way to, you know, clamp down on the population. Well, this is what this is what I found interesting is for years all conspiracy theories have kind of pointed towards what look out for martial law and, you know, draconian laws becoming in place where everything gets shut down and people are told to stay in their house and not protest and not gathering crowds. And what I found really weird this week is that the amount of conspiracy theories that are going mad right now saying we need to shut down the schools, we need to stop the events, we need to stop the gatherings. And... yeah. I just find it really strange to watch. Is it just a case that the government's so... I mean, it seems like they, they don't want any of that stuff happening right now because it, it would really fuck with the economy. Yeah. Yeah. Or am I just assuming that they're, they're being incompetent and, and being greedy when actually they want everyone to beg for these draconian rules and then they come in and before you know it, there'll be no, there'll be no gigs, there'll be no festivals, there'll be no underground music scene, there'll be no protests. I think I think it's arguably both. Like I think it also the the it will be terrible for the economy and the economy I think is is definitely going to be a financial crisis as bad as two thousand and eight, if not worse. Um, even though it might be because there's like the debt levels right now are even higher than in two thousand and eight and shit like that. So it was just it was waiting for our, the bubble was waiting for something to pop it and this is it. I mean, already everything's been plummeting and other shares of stocks have been plummeting. So, I mean, it is bad. For, and if, like, for example, just closing schools, it's not just the teachers that don't go, the just teachers still have to work from like remotely over like over the internet, but all the parents of all those kids now can't go to work. And that is... Or, or they need to be able to afford childcare. And the majority of people are just, are just are lucky to have their head above water and... Most of them aren't. Most of them are getting into debt just to survive and hoping for better days and maybe a promotion and getting through it. 
and yeah. and it just was well they went a zero hour contracts. It just it just underlines how broken the system is because the people are are having to just go into work with flu like symptoms, and and they could have uh, sorry say asymmetric sorry about asymmetrical no. What's the, the 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 phrase for people that carry it without having any? Oh, asymmetric. Yeah, asymmetrical. Asy- asymptomatic. I can't remember. Asy- asymptom. I don't know. But Asy- it, but that that's what I think. That's why why it's capturing people's imagination and being so terrifying this time round. This virus, because obviously, if you were feeling ill, you're like, oh well, I've got this virus. I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna stay in, but. Some people are getting really bad reactions, death, obviously. And then there's other people that are getting mild reactions where they're still needing a bit of hospital help. Some people just self-isolate and they're just feeling like they've got a bit of the flu. And then there's other people who don't feel anything at all. Apparently children, especially, are are walking around passing on the virus without actually feeling anything themselves. Which is one of the good things about the virus is that it seems to not have a effect on children. Um, Because that's a terrifying prospect, you know. I mean, I've got a a young uh, son, and like th- I was very glad to hear that it seems to not have a big effect on children, you know. But um, I was going to say, yeah, one of the th- I think one of the things that's actually particularly insidious and deadly and dangerous about the virus, coronavirus, compared to like Ebola, like is that Ebola was a much worse virus in, in many ways. Like if you got it, you basically died a horrific death, and I don't know how many people it killed, but it killed. Like maybe a hundred thousand, maybe more, right? But like a lot of people. Um, but the coronavirus will probably kill more people, even though only like let's say one or two percent of people will die, because way more people will get it. If 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 Ebola didn't kill everybody, then it would have spread. It would have spread. But because because if you survive it, then you pass it on to somebody else. So like it's sort of it's. It's got a great, it's it's got a much greater ability to to spread because it's actually not lethal for most people. Um, so it's actually that that element of it is weird. It sort of it could actually kill more people because it's less deadly. That's yeah. what's kind of fascinating about it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 a lot of the experts are saying that pretty much it's going to last for months, maybe longer. Yeah, I think like once a year, and it, they're actually saying that. There's chances are that you're going, everyone's going to get it. That's what some people are predicting. That this, you know, you're going to get it, and um, your family's going to get it, and yeah. everyone's going to get it. But some people deal with it better. And but also, I mean, I think the the main the main issue that I think a lot of people are missing and still missing. And you know, I was a bit ignorant at first as well. But it's just it's the knock on effect of all all hospital. The, the NHS is under so much pressure as it is, underfunded, understaffed. And then you just throw something like this into the mix. It means that if you're waiting on an operation, you're probably just got your operations cancelled or postponed indefinitely, yeah. which could have another major effect on you. And I think of the knock-on effect of that in terms of you, when all these these uh, things, you know, these things start to stack up. Yeah. I, I mean, the other thing that's happening in Italy, which is a scary thought, is how the decisions that doctors need to make in terms of again go back to the idea of utilitarianism you know like trying to make the do the most good for the most number of people like they're they're basically running out of respirators i think that's what it's called it's the, the you know, thing that helps you breathe and they've got to decide who they give it to and that means they've got to decide who's going to die 
literally playing God. So they, they literally have to be. Again, doctors do make these decisions anyway, but the, this is on a very real, in front of your face, uh, day-to-day basis. And it's like... And in a lot, it's happening a lot. How do you make that decision? Well, this person's younger than that person, or maybe this person has some other disease, so they can just, they can die. You know, like that's that's scary. And like, that's the reality of it for what it will be for people. And like, that's why, you know, we can joke about it, but there is that side of it when it comes to reality of it. There's decisions going to be made on who's going to live and who's going to die because it, there won't be enough. If, I mean, unless they can contain it, which they probably, I don't think they will. Um, well, they've actually just given up containing it. It's on the delay method, which yeah. is the same stuff as the, the first method. The one, there's, a, there's an element of hope in the, in the spring arriving. Uh, that apparently, it's, it's likely that warm weather and humidity will slow its spread. Just like but the experts are divided on that. Yeah, it's, it's about divided. It's, it's, they're saying that there was um, an influenza, the last influenza, it didn't, the, the good weather made no difference. But there is historical evidence that it, it can happen. But they're just worried that they... that's right. So they they don't they basically just don't know because it hasn't happened. There's no spring yet. I mean, normally flus are obviously winter flus, but as you said, they're not all like that. And this is not a flu, but it's a summer kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, so it's possible that there'll be a big delay over the summer, and then uh, there'll be a chance to kind of recover a wee bit. Um, I mean, that's one of the other conspiracy theories that. The vaccine does exist. It's just sitting in the background waiting for people to demand it. And then, because yeah. obviously if to bring out a vaccine straight away, I think most people will be a wee bit suspicious of that. But if people are really terrified and people start dying, people have started dying, then, but people around you in your community start dying, then people are more likely to demand that I want that vaccine right now. And also, maybe vigilante style going mental at people who don't get the vaccine yeah well there's also, also quite a lot of hatred towards anti-vaxxers right now because well, they are, got, are causing problems i've got quite a strong opinion about that um i think that conspiracy theories as i said i think a lot of them are fun a lot of them are interesting a lot of them could be true blah, blah, blah. but one of the conspiracy things i think that's very dangerous and not true and uh, potentially essentially evil is the anti-vaxxer conspiracy theory. Um, that conspiracy theory can, because it's, it's not true, right? and it can cause children to die of diseases that parents don't get their kids inoculated of something that they could prevent. And I just think that's that's not right. People believe that the vaccines are to, you know, they're to control you, to make you dumb, to give you autism, all that kind of stuff. And it's just simply not true. There's, there's you know, like, all the doctors in the world again, you know, all these very highly educated people went through all this education, blah, 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 worked professionally in a very stressful uh, elite field. They're all in on it just to make us get autism. You know, it's just complete crap. And it's it's actually deadly for children. I mean, I think there, there'll probably be people that, that listen to this that will be raging at me for saying this, but to them, I would say it's not personal, but can you just like consider the idea that maybe all the doctors in the world are right and you're wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you're, you're definitely not. You're, you're definitely going to piss off people with that. Well, but, they're wrong. So I'd rather be right. I'd rather be right than uh, an idiot. It's <laughs> going to fucking double down on that, man. Well, yeah, but okay, cool. No, 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 fair enough. Fair it's enough. a very dangerous and, and a very 
mistaken uh, belief. It fucking really annoys me, man. Children die of fucking measles because. Oh, yeah. And there's, I suppose that what, yeah, you can kill your own child or you could actually kill your child's friend because you're, all diseases are coming back and stuff like that. Well, I would what, say, though, if there's a vaccine for coronavirus, I'll be happy to take it. And if those people that don't want it, then, you know, at least there won't be any anti vaxxers left because they'll all die. Yeah, but, but, they, but the thing about this disease is that they can pass on the virus. So they're yeah. actually affecting your life by people not getting the vaccine. Yeah, exactly, because you need to get the herd immunity. Well, what, 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 what if it's called the Boris jab? And <laughs> Boris is just like, oh no, this is the greatest. I still, I still have it, man. Still have it. <laughs> no, I, you just stop for the vaccine, no matter what, no matter what you hear. Look, the, the, it's just, I, I, I can't, I don't really want to go into the whole thing about vaccines, anti-vax stuff, but like. The whole thing started by one disgraced doctor, like who, you know, did experiments on his own kids at birthday parties, and he's been like struck off and all this stuff. Yeah. I've seen stuff about him. I've seen I've seen the documentaries. It's just it's it's. I really feel that people should really think about the where they're getting information and who do you believe? Do you believe a guy with a blog on the internet or a YouTube video? Or do you believe every single qualified? Doctor? Some of the websites I've been sent to this week. To investigate this coronavirus stuff, and um, from friends who who believe this stuff, and the, the websites themselves are, should surely be a, a dead giveaway. I mean, it should be the quite. I mean, it should be the content, not just the fact it's a bad website, but just just put its advertising on the side and the other stories that pop up. You know, like, wow, and I mean, here's one. Here's one. The, the, have you heard the Jeffrey Epstein theory yet? Well, I'm a big. I'm into that conspiracy theory a lot. Right. If that's what you're talking about. Okay. Well, this, this, is, well, this is the coronavirus one. So uh, Chris is messaging saying there's a conspiracy theory that Jeffrey Epstein funded the Wuhan biolab tens of millions of pounds. The virus was released upon news of his murder. <laughs> so it's the kill switch kind of thing, you Sorry. know. Okay. Um, Definitely. And, and also the the, the 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 this is the twist. The reason that it doesn't kill kids is because it was utterly artificially engineered by a paedophile. So because that's why the kids. Well, that's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's game. If you want to look it up, it's called um, Coronavirus Wuhan's Biolab and Epstein's Mad Scientist. So... I kind of... Like, that sounds so fucked up, but that's... That's kind of a good one. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not—it's not out of the realms of complete possibility. He had a lot of money, a lot of influence. All the Epstein stuff is—is—is is, is like an evil man who would definitely want revenge on the world. And, and he had a lot of power. I mean, could he? he could he? And he didn't kill himself. Maybe um, he didn't kill himself. No, um, yeah. definitely didn't. And. <laughs> But the whole, just on another side note, the whole Epstein story, like, I kind of went down the, the wormhole on that one a wee bit. It's fucking way more mental than you can possibly imagine. And that's the stuff that they know is true, not even the conspiracy side of it. Just the stuff that's just a documented fact is unbelievable. It's It goes so deep, like, the fact that he got all his money, 
of the biggest Ponzi scheme in, in the history of, of the world at that time. And everybody who worked for his illegal Ponzi scheme company um, got a jail sentence of up to like 20 to 30 years, except him, because he was he was a consultant for the company. He didn't work for them. And he walked away with like several billion dollars and that's how he got rich. Um, it's fucking mental. And oh yeah, it goes on and on. But I highly recommend you look into the Jeffrey Epson shit because that stuff goes deep. Real deep. And, and there's stuff that's just not even conspiracy theory. It's stuff that was on the record, but it just disappeared, obviously. It disappeared after he, he didn't kill himself. Well, I'm not sure about that. I think he maybe is dead, but I think uh, there's a pretty good chance that he was murdered. Or there's an interesting one that he didn't literally kill himself, but he maybe hired somebody to kill him, if you know what I mean. So he didn't commit suicide, didn't kill himself by strangling, but he got somebody else to do it. That's kind of interesting. So an extreme Cato type thing. Yeah, because it would be quite difficult to do that if you were a kind of old, privileged guy in a jail yeah. or whatever. So maybe, and that's kind of an interesting angle on it, but that's a bit of a different thing. But um, he definitely didn't, whatever it is, he didn't do it himself. And he's probably, I think he was probably murdered by powerful people. Who, who, you know, were, were, he had dirt on them, basically, and it was going to come out, whether it was Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, uh, Donald Trump, uh, all sorts of types. And then he just he released the kill switch on his death. Well, one of his last acts, which is documented, was he basically put all of his money in a, a, on one of the Virgin Islands, and there's only one um, estate, what do you call it, when somebody, a lawyer that looks after your... Your money after you die, like a state, your a state manager or something like that. Uh, there's only one or two lawyers on that on those islands that can deal with it. So if you want to get the money, it takes like twenty to thirty years um, of legal battles, and obviously that money would be owed to his victims. So one of his last acts was to deliberately t- to tie up his money in a place where nobody would be able to get it for thirty years. This is a fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a fucking evil thing to do. That's like the, the modern equivalent of burying yourself with all your your jewellery and all your crowns, like, you know. Do you know what? It's kind of like that, actually, the kind of ancient Egyptian thing. Yeah, just yeah. like... Really but, I don't know, but I don't know if it was actually people did that out of greed or it was just like, it was the the, the sort of followers did it out of respect. But yeah, was the, you know, they couldn't have all agreed to it. Beliefs that they would actually be able to keep hold on to it after they died. I think that was part of the idea. Yeah. Um, can't, you can't take it away, you. They say. Fucking can. Some people can. <laughs> um, I, think, I think I've got one more that, um, well, there's, there's quite a lot, actually. This this is this is just not even the start, but I just thought this one's quite interesting. Um, I know you're, I know you're a, a big reader, so you might be able to add something to this one. Uh, what do you know about the Dean Kuntz novel? No, man, don't know it. No, nah. do you know the guy? No, nah. no. Nah. So nah. he wrote a book in 1981, and I'll just read you a paragraph from yeah. it, from the book. So Dean Kuntz in 1981 predicted coronavirus. Mm. Snopes says mostly false, but mostly false. It is still quite impressive. So the book's called The Eyes of the Darkness. Of the Darkness. This is what it says, this in page, whatever. They call the stuff Wuhan 400 because it was developed at their RDNA labs outside the city of Wuhan 
and it was the four, 400th viable strain of man-made microorganisms created at that research centre. Wuhan 400 is the perfect weapon. It affects, afflicts only human beings. No other living creature can carry it. And then it kind of goes on to other stuff that doesn't isn't actually, which is actually wrong. But what do you make of that? I, I love that. I, th- I think it could be easily explained in terms of it being a, a big explainable coincidence. Like, for a start, I think the, the coronavirus actually does affect other animals. But not most, not most animals. But I think. I yeah, think, I think I think I read too far. I think I should have stopped reading before that. I think I should have stopped reading it. But obviously, that that Wuhan um, was lab is, is a real place, and yeah. it probably what was that from the eighties? Did you say or the nineties? Yeah, eighty one. So that's obviously been around since then. So yeah, so if you knew that existed and you were you were an author, you'd probably be quite curious about the place, and you'd probably let your imagination go for it. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be like saying, oh, you know, AD 51, they developed some Cold War weapons or whatever. Like, obviously, they did. So, like, it's not like that you would get proven wrong, uh, proven correct suddenly. And there's been so much shit written as well. So many books that some of it's going to match up with reality eventually. So, I've got another book. Another book. Where, who is it? I can't remember what she's called. I've lost the name, but I'm just going to read. I'm going to read to what, what she says. See, this guy got confused. Gary, sorry, Gary, if you're listening, you got confused because he's saying that this is Dean Kuntz. He shared that in the meme that says, this book predicted this in 1981. Um, and it says, in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish and quickly as it arrived, attack again 10 years later, and then disappear completely. Now, that wasn't in 1981. That that got mixed up with the Dean Kuntz book, which did come out in 1981. Right. So that would have been quite impressive if they predicted the year 2020 back in 1981, but it actually came out in 2008, not that long after swine flu, I believe. Right. So, it's not that much of a punt to say, you know, something else will come back in about 10 years. Yeah. Still, though, it's quite, I mean, it's not been right about it disappearing yet, but. Well, if it, comes, if it, if it disappears and comes back 10 years later, then we'll go, we'll come back to it. But, uh, again, that's a really interesting one, but again, could be a coincidence considering the number of things that have been written over the, you know, over the decades. But I think, because I've got one like that, like, I mean, the book that I'm currently reading, and I've been reading it since before the coronavirus thing started, so I didn't just decide to read this because of coronavirus. I was actually reading it while the coronavirus hits the news. Well, that sounds like a coincidence. Well, it's a book called, La, it's called La Peste by Albert Camus, uh, like, um, which means like the plague, right? And it's literally about a modern-day plague um, happening in like uh, Algeria in like, the 50s, I think, or the 60s, but that's where he lived at the time. So, and it's just fucking about, a, a, I mean, I, I, I'm not particularly interested in that kind of shit. I just, I just had read another book by Camus and I was like, oh, this is another one I want to read. It's just one of those things, you know what I mean? And then as I'm reading this book, uh, an actual pandemic begins in the real world. So that's a crazy coincidence. But, you know, does that mean that Camus somehow predicted the fucking coronavirus? Well, what have you read Stephen King's book, The Stand? Uh, yeah, it stands another one, exactly. It's that very close apart. I've never read it, but I've heard that that's been compared to being it's, 
I think King, Stephen King's a very good writer, so he's really good at imagining what would what the kind of things that would happen. So yeah. the kind of things that he imagined would happen, some of those things have happened, but that's just because he's got. I think that's just because he's got a really good imagination. Yeah, he's imagined it well, realistically, uh, in a sense. So like, it would, you know, it makes sense if somebody like him would be able to accurately imagine a real situation happening. If that makes sense. This is a thing that I would like to talk about as well. The, do you know about the the dark roots of keep calm and carry on? Um, it must be some sort of British imperial evil thing. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yes, I pretty much. I because uh, when I first started looking into this, I was like, I thought it was the usual because I remember, you know, not the overblown fear of the mainstream media making everyone fear for no reason kind of thing. That was the angle I was coming at. Yeah. And then Trump is calling it fake news. Boris is like, oh, it'll be fine. And the, the BBC News is going, oh, everything's under control. Keep calm. Kind of stiff up a lip. Don't panic. Just keep going to work. Consume, work, produce kind of thing. And I started getting a wee bit suspicious. And the keep calm and carry on started in the First World War during the Spanish flu, I believe. All right. And they knew that it was people by people continuing to go out and work and fight, etc. That they would, they would, um, they would die of the flu, the Spanish flu. But they didn't tell anyone. They just said, "Keep calm and carry on." As a result, they did. They did, it did help them in the war. Yeah. Uh, but what, hundreds of thousands of people died as a result. Yeah, yeah. More uh, people died of the Spanish influenza the year after the First World War than died as a result of the First World War. Interesting. So that that's why, you know, rather than the the media actually scaring people and giving people fear this has actually seems to be the opposite thing but it's like no everything's fine just keep calm keep spreading who cares just keep going to work yeah I mean that's very believable is that I mean is that just a fact or is that a conspiracy theory what no that's just a fact I would well that's a fact that sounds like a fact yeah. that's 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 a fact I've just kind of jumped a wee bit to say well that's what I think my opinion it's the same the idea has kind of came along this time they went we're fucked this is this is going to kick off big time we could just get everyone to sit in their house and not do any work, but then they want money for doing nothing, and that'll be expensive, and it might not even fix the problem. So they're like, just keep calm, it'll be fine. I think, yeah, we basically need to listen to what scientists say because at the end of the day, they could be wrong, but we we have no better people to to give us advice, so we might as well just go on that because we've got to do something. We've got to make some sort of decision. I think the government's. Uh, with the British government's reaction has been a sort of floundering. They just haven't really made a decision. I think it's very likely that in the next week, uh, schools will close and um, large events will close. The, the Premier League will, will close. All these you know, big things will stop. It's very likely. I mean, it's already happened in Italy and Spain and all that, so why not? Um, I, but the fact that they're delaying it just makes no sense. Like maybe doing it is a bad, it might not work. But either you do it or you don't do it. If, and if you're going to do it, do it as soon as possible. I mean, I think Korea did it quite well. China eventually did it quite well. But if, if all of them had just done it a bit earlier, you know, we, we should, should be learning from that. Yeah, well, I mean, it will totally fuck the economy. That's the, the reality is that if people, I mean... Like, well, it's, it's, it's totally going to... I mean, if if they're not, not going to get paid. They're going to, they've actually said that they're going to give people money. They're going to give businesses money. That money's not fucking real money. That's just debt. Yeah. You know I mean? It's just fake money made by the government. It's just debt. So that's just going to massively 
increase like the government's debt and so on. So like the fact that I mean some people will be able to work from home, but you know if people are not working, like some people's jobs are fucking like quite shit and pointless, and some people's jobs are shit but really really important. Uh, and so like like a truck driver, like that's a hard job. And it's really important. Like, if they're not driving that shit to the supermarket, there's no food in the supermarket. But I mean, I suppose that 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 job is maybe kind of isolated, anyways. Maybe not a good example, but you know, just think of all these different jobs. You just need people to do these things to keep the the whole system working. Well, it's like the people who's who's going to be doing the universal credit because that's going to be the most complicated job on earth right now. Well, I think that the the as usual, the people that are going to suffer the most are the, the the vulnerable and the poor because they are they're they require they depend on the system to sort of keep them afloat in a sense even though the system fucks them there's an element of the system there's the the their welfare state which protects people and everyone in the music industry right now is really fucked because there's people supposed to be everyone's tours getting cancelled and technically yeah they wouldn't they wouldn't qualify for job seekers because they're not actually looking for a job they just aren't allowed to do their job yeah. So where does that leave them? What what will happen to them as they will apply for things? Yeah. I mean, so if anyone if any if anyone is getting an actual salary, now's a good time to to buy a band you like's record or CD or download their stuff or or sign up for the Patreon or whatever. Because if you're stuck at home and nothing to do, then you can have it listen to some good music. Yeah. Uh, support people like just as an example of that like we're we've got a bunch of gigs this summer and you know you get paid for that like and we're also making an album so but it costs money to make an album and so we're, we're kind of spending money that we don't really have right now to make the album and then make it back by playing the gigs in the summer yeah if the gigs in the summer are cancelled they're fucked you know what i mean yeah we need to wait to, to make this album uh, wait, 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 wait. Festivals are you playing? Uh, we're playing Down the Rabbit Hole and uh, Kendall Calling, Mugstock. Uh, Down the Rabbit Hole, we, that, is, that, is that Chase stage? Yeah, so that should be fucking really good. Uh, oh, it was amazing last year, man. Uh, I can't believe how good it got. It's incredible. Public so, Enemy. And the lineup this year Public Enemy, Kate Tempest. Fucking unbelievable. Um, like yeah, it's going to be good. And, and Mugstock, so you're playing Mugstock? I've, I've not heard, have they, have they announced the lineup yet? Uh, I don't think they've announced anything. No. It's going to be at the old team, the park site. Yeah. That's the, the only last one. The last team, the park site. I think that's where the coronavirus originally originated. Team, <laughs> <laughs> the park. <laughs> People. But punt our socks for tea in the park. Uh, okay, right. So we're, we're this, this is quite a long one. I was going to rattle through a few more, and then I'll let you go. So one of my friends says he's got friends in Hong Kong who haven't been at work since January. It's a real threat because someone else had said that it's not real. <laughs> it's not real, <laughs> but it is real. I mean, I think that was the original conspiracy theory was that it didn't exist. But I think he's saying that it is a real thing. There. But there are still a few folks that. It's not a real death. They're actors and all that. Well, that's not, the, that's the, the Israel conspiracy. I heard of that one? That Israel was not real. And that's why they... All right. 
it's, just, it's called is real so that you just like can't believe that it's real because every single time you hear the name they're like is real but it's actually fake uh, I, I heard that space is fake is a new conspiracy theory as well yeah, that, that's the amazing one. And the but what's the one about the birds? The birds are birds are not real. Yeah, birds are not real. Yeah, I've always kind of thought that myself, but <laughs> yeah. I, I never had any proof to say it out loud. They're all that's my mate laughing about. They're all CCTV. That's what the birds are. <laughs> um. Riots in France, riots in Hong Kong, Brexit, pedo royals, aging population, silence the serfs and keep them off the streets, release the virus. Yeah, well, that's fucking my conspiracy theory, basically. Yeah. So I would uh, that one. Uh, Josh says, I reckon it's a global media conspiracy, but not the way that you might think. At the last AGM, both the fat cat media moguls and the field writers who work for them, who are definitely working on novels that no one will ever advance, let alone publish, Decided that they worked so damned hard to pollute our minds with filth and rot that they needed a relatively cushy start to 2020. Think about it, how easy has it been since January to cobble together a newspaper or a news show? Corona, 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 now for the sport and how it's been affected by Corona. And here's Tom with the weather. Please don't go outside. Wait, is that saying that the media created deliberately? Yeah. So I, I think like there's, there's a good point there. But I think it's like it could still it's still real, but the media's just capitalized on it and like made it into hysteria. Probably yeah. not good for newspaper print sales because nobody's wanting to go outside and pick up newspapers. Yeah. You know, if I was I was on a train yesterday and I seen a newspaper and I didn't pick up the newspaper like I would normally do. Because yeah. I looked at that newspaper before me. Yeah, just take the one from the second one from the top. But no, I was it was just sitting on a train. All right, yeah. So no, just, no, it's a good point, actually. You shouldn't do that. That's a really easy way to... <laughs> well, I never thought of it before, though. I wouldn't give a shit. But I've been watching all these YouTube videos, so I was just a wee bit extra vigilant. No, that's a good point. But um, if, if, like, if, you're, if, if you're a journalist and like there's like a slow news day like where you've got to run the story about Meghan Markle's new high heels, that's, that's shit, you know what I mean? Like, they don't like that. They, they love when really bad shit happens, like 9-11 or or coronavirus, this is really good news for the news, if you know what I mean. Um, so I think, like, that it doesn't mean that they deliberately fucking created it with a conspiracy theory. It's more like it happens and then they, you know, they're, they're like a virus on the virus. What about this one? Yeah. Corona was invented to thwart all the Scottish independence marches this year. Oh, how about this one? The opposite of that, coronavirus will bring Scottish independence. Because if it kills everybody that's over 60, then we'll get yes. So do you think that um, a Scottish independence person started it? No, I don't think that's a good thing, but I think that could actually happen. It's really sinister, but think about it. And, and the same sort of similar theory is some folk are saying that it's been invented to stop people talking about the clusterfuck that is Brexit. <laughs> Because people are saying, oh, it's funny, we're not talking about Brexit anymore, isn't it? It's funny. Well, I was thinking that actually the Brexiteers will be like, I fucking told you. <laughs> fucking Europe. <laughs> fucking immigrants. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I did actually see Jeremy Corbyn getting the blame for it. He got the blame for it. <laughs> anyway. 
Apparently because he delayed the Brexit negotiations, otherwise we would have been out of Europe by now and it would have all been fine. Like I like that. I yeah. Like that. It's, a, it's a theory, it's a take. Well, here's, here's a wee th- a thought, right? That's uh, People's fear of um, immigration and their fear of viruses, uh, I think, is the same basic fear. Um, I think it's like the idea of like, contamination by the other, um, which people instinctively... Like it's a, it's not instinctively. It's in like, it's part of. I think it's kind of an, an innate part of humanity to be afraid of things that are different. Yeah. So that's not a good thing, obviously. But I think it's just. No, it's, 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 there is there is been stuff said about that before. And I think it's. I think that's a, an old and like an old survival technique because if you were in a tribe and there was another tribe, there's a chance that that tribe might come and kill you or steal your shit. Or they might be nice. Or, but also maybe they have like smallpox or something, and and then you you'll all die. So even though there's like a pretty good chance to be nice, and it's a, a good survival technique to be afraid of them, yeah, infected by them. And so I think that fear of viruses and fear of infection and fear of, and racism, I think they're actually quite similar. Like Hitler used um, very like parasitical imagery to describe the Jews. Like he said, that the Jews are a virus on Germany. They are like rats. They are cockroaches. They're a vi- they're they're a parasite, basically. And that really kind of t- tapped into the racism uh, in the German population. That fear of like these invading people who were going to somehow destroy them. So I think like that idea that immigration and, and, and viruses are actually quite disturbingly. Linked and human in the human psycho uh, the human subconscious, you know, um, which is one of the reasons that racism is a much more serious problem than people realise. I think it's not just it's not just an opinion; it's sort of a deeply felt thing. You know what I mean? It's much more fucking evil than a, a bad opinion. Um, I think it's sort of rooted in people's some people's like strong fear of the other. Well, it's interesting that it was. It seems that the studies so far are saying that it's actually been middle class tourists just flying about the place that are that are you know, spreading it. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of a, a, another another irony there. And yeah. if you if you did if you um, if the borders had been closed, it, if you would need to actually like literally close the borders and stop people coming in or out. Yeah, again, the, the irony is if, if Brexit had like a hard border or whatever, the, the people that would be travelling would be rich middle class people anyway. So mm-hmm. they, they're the ones that spread the virus anyway. So, you know, it's obviously nonsense to think that. And also, we're, we're now running out of nurses and need more immigrants to do these jobs. I know. In fact, uh, if there's a large population of people, you know, in Eastern Europe, or like maybe Africa doesn't get affected. You know, there's a big area of the earth, let's say, that doesn't get affected. The the infected area of the earth is going to need immigrants from the, from those countries. It's a sort of a hilarious and terrible irony. The the solution to this is probably going to be mass immigration, um, just to sort of save our economy uh, and the and the sort of the, the collapse that's going to come. Like I think, and that's going to sound like I'm really scaremongering. I think that. Maybe won't be as bad, but I think there's going to be serious. If there's not serious health repercussions, which there probably will be, there's definitely going to be serious economic uh, repercussions. And 
because our, our economy is always on the brink of a collapse, so it doesn't take much just to push it over the, the, the edge, you know. There's another one, the, an Israeli rabbi saying that it's because God pun- it's God punishing the planet for, for letting gay people be gay. <laughs> um, they always say that, don't they? Like whenever something bad happens, it's just the gays' fault. Like um, they did the same thing with like, and even uh, probably an even worse way with uh, HIV. You know, like which obviously in the early days massively uh, affected the gay communities, and it was like, well, they deserve this to happen to them because it's that's God punishing them. They shouldn't have been doing that. You know, and that's just typical evil shite just i just think it's just pure evil basically um because lots of people believe that shit you know i mean you can say that about anything it's just like oh there was a hurricane and that's that's just for all the fucking people that picked their nose bastards you know i mean it's just insane well i think that's i think that's has got done enough theories then um yeah that's that's about an hour and a half now we've done this so (laughs) I'm going to need to edit this down, or I'll maybe put up the full interview as a as a as a bonus thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's, um, any any final thoughts on the matter? Um, I would say think for yourself. Uh, What's the Take everything with a pinch of salt. Um, I think don't just believe something because you read it on the internet. Try to look at different sources. Uh, try and look at like sources that you can trust and try and weigh the evidence up and then you know just keep calm and carry on basically <laughs> <laughs> and, wa- and wash your hands just like our our, our um, yeah. health minister has done just uh, you should wash it yeah wash your hands she, she, did you hear about her yeah that was funny I mean like I got, you gotta say like it sounds bad, but when a t- when a Tory gets the coronavirus, it's quite funny. Especially when it's the health minister's job it is, is to tell people how to not get the virus. The Iranian health minister got it as well, so maybe it's just a thing. But so, like, I, I mean, it'd be quite good if and a corona and a coronavirus conference get cancelled due to the coronavirus. I like that headline as well. I mean, do you not think like it's it's a realistic possibility that like. Donald Trump and Boris Johnson could fucking die from the coronavirus. Well, but Donald Trump is coughing, and he's been. It's, there's at least two people that have been connected that have that have in self isolation now that he's been with. But he's just saying that he doesn't need it. He's fine. Thing is about him, like he's a big fat fuck, right? But he's sort of fucking got something slightly invincible about him. Seventy three. Like he's he's like he's unhealthy, but he's got a toughness. Like, you know, some people are just kind of invincible. Like, and usually they're dictators. Like, he has that about him a wee bit, I think. So I don't I don't think it's going to get him. I think he'll survive it. I think he'll live till he's, like, 99. <laughs> Is it five more years anyway, I think? Fuck. Yeah. But on that bombshell, thank you for, for chatting with us. And, uh, yeah, wash your hands. Definitely don't pick your nose. Don't pick your nose either. Thanks for mate. Cheers. Cheers, man. See ya. You call that radio. Okay. You want to see it. You call that radio. <laughs> you call that radio. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see it. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters.